five, four, three, two, one. I can't get over this picture. This picture's crazy. I'm John Miglash for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about uh, Dead Leon and uh, advertising humor and your brain on direct mail. <laughs> no, not your brain on drugs, your brain on direct mail. And so let's get into it, and we'll start with the fun stuff. This is an Apple commercial about Dead Leon. Here we go. I messed up. Leon is dead. I can't believe I survived. I can't believe I survived. Unsend messages. Oh, I get it now. Verizon and Apple. Okay, so he he was sending the message that Leon was dead, okay? And then Leon came back to life, okay? And so then Leon, and then he takes the message and he hits another button, oops, and hits another button and it pops away. And so he could unsend the message since it hadn't been read yet, apparently. I don't know. I don't know what the time lag of that is. You can delete messages, I think, anyway. But so so I thought I thought the Apple phone brought Leo Leon back to life, but it turns out it didn't. But anyway, everybody smiled at the message because Leon is, is uh Wish they would have shown Leon dancing around or something. Anyway, so um, that was a humorous ad. <laughs> Leon comes back to life, and uh, and you can unsend the death notice. Okay, so that's a that that's that's the point. Now let's get over to the article where we talk about it, which is humor in advertising. Starting to laugh again. The slow return of humor in advertising. I hope this has been marked up because oh yeah, good. Okay, the slow return of humor in advertising. Excellent article by Polly Wynn Jones. And um, it traces the decline of humor in advertising, which is really interesting. Steady decline. And I put a graph in here. I thought I did. Yeah, there it is. Okay, and this shows ads, this line here. Oops, I'm on the wrong. Got to close that up. This shows the steady rise of humorless ads. <laughs> it may have had something to do with the COVID-19, but but actually it really started in, uh, this is 2000, and it took a sharp spike there. Let's see if I can get that bigger. A sharp spike. Am I up there? Sharp spike. Plus, there we go. In 2000, this is eight. I thought maybe the recession would do it, but it didn't. Oh, yeah, 2008. That's it right there. Or nine. Took a sharp rise in humorless ads, decline of humor. That really kicked it more than anything. It's been kind of flat since 2013 or 2014 in here. Very flat. Um, the pandemic also made humorless ads increase. Okay, so um, let's go back to the right scale. 
So uh, here's here's audience reaction. Leon is dead. Everybody's sad. And then smile. Browfurrow here, Browfurrow. This is probably because people are confused. I had to watch the ad several times <laughs> to get what they were saying with the un... You could have done that better. I, I'm sure you could have. No, he's not dead. Okay, but it's not. No, he's not. It's no. I didn't. I didn't have to send the message. Is really it? Is really the message? I unsent the message. A new feature for iPhone and Verizon. But anyway, so there we go. So humor can deliver uh, a product demo, and um, that was a very award-winning ad. And 2022 saw the rise. This is from February. This is from early 2022. This these these this data this one says there's been a slight rise now i have to say this is tv digital print i i don't see much there except that digital is humorless we're going to be talking about digital more today in the second article humorless digital maybe that's why our brains don't like it right oh and thursday I've been sending out some invitations. There's uh, the details are on the WDMA group. Uh, if you type in WDMA, you'll probably find it. If you type in Wisconsin DMA, you'll probably find it in LinkedIn. Um, and you should join the group. Um, I have to approve it, I think. Although I think I just changed it to public, so maybe I don't anymore. I don't know. Anyway, but all of our regional meetups are there, usually for our for our bigger meetups, I send out an email to our subscribers and members. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, you want to go to WDMA.org and join. It's in the show notes every day uh, on LinkedIn and on YouTube. There's a link to get you to that so you can subscribe. It's free and you'll get access to the show notes every day. There they are. but They're all marked up. So anyway... Um, one of the hypotheses for digital and why it's so humorless is because its um, its goal is short-term sales and not brand building. And short-term sales typically overlook uh, the objective of humor. But according to this article, which is really interesting to me because I don't see much humor in direct mail either. <laughs> They didn't even test direct mail. That's one of my arguments against, uh, you know, all these studies. They never even put a, put direct mail in it unless it's sponsored by some postal, you know, Canada Post or Royal Mail or USPS. Anyway, so um, they ignored direct mail. Thir what? 52% of all ads contain some form of humor. Now, the other interesting thing was Europe and South America had way more humor than the United States or, or Asia. Asia was really devoid of humor. And here it shows, I guess it's not, yeah, 56% of ads in Europe and 53% in Latin America and only 27% in Asia Pacific. Takes down the average. Okay. And radio is the most common media for humor which i wouldn't have gotten okay print oh they did have print hey there's print print only 15 percent wow outdoor only 15 percent it's probably because it takes a lot of creativity to get humor across in just one 
slide. I should have checked Marketunist. I almost always start Mondays with with Tom Fishburne, but I missed him. But I I was I was so excited that there was a, a link to a funny commercial in this article. I forgot. Okay, so there are no barriers to humor in ads, and humor is fair game in all advertising. Uh, it's a useful tool in broaching the most sensitive subjects. Now, here's a really, really good example. It's small, and this is why you want to get the show notes every day. You can get them. And there's also a, a podcast. So if you don't have time to listen and you don't think it's right to listen at your desk, uh, you can listen in your car. You can subscribe on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I think iTunes also. Um, if you just search for WDMA podcast, up it comes. And uh, every day the show is there and uh, you can have it on your phone. And when you get in your car, you just pop it in and go. I do that with other podcasts. I don't do it with myself. Sorry. <laughs> can only take so much of this stuff. Anyway, this is, this is, an, this is a slide where the granddaughter here is painting the feet of grandpa who's right there and grandpa's sleeping and grandpa doesn't notice and that is funny because it's all different colors and everything but it's about numbness it's an ad for numbness as being a possible sign of nerve damage due to a vitamin deficiency i didn't even know that right i didn't even know such a thing was possible <coughs> excuse me and so that's an award-winning ad, beautiful, funny, attention-getting with a kid's face in there and a, a really interesting graphic and gets a hard message across. Grandpa might want to be aware of this. Wow. Wow, that is impressive. I, I really, that one was a stunning ad to me when I scrolled it up, okay? So how funny is your ad? It's important that your humor really lands because... Ads, even though ads, even, and I have to say most ads that are funny, supposed to be funny, I, I I try to look at a lot of ads because, you know, for this show, and there was one um, a week or two ago that was so vile, uh, it, 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 I suppose you could call it dark humor or erotic humor or something, but it was so vile I would never play it on here. I spare you those, but I have to watch them sometimes. I, I stopped about midway. Okay, so ads that marketers intend to be funny have above average distinctiveness. We talked about that last week. They also have emotional connection and engagement, but are not as strong as the ads that actually make consumers laugh out loud. Now there's something. And so they, and here's... Uh, the enjoyment level uh, of ads, the people where they actually smile or they and they don't intended to be funny. <laughs> I don't. I didn't understand that graph to be honest. So uh, you know, um, Polly. This is Polly, I think. Uh, says you can get a professional comic writer or popular content creators or user-generated content. Anyone who can help you, but when you Get that done, you can actually check the humor level by finding this Contar people. Right? Is it, is that, 
Yeah, Polly Wynn Jones. Excellent article. Very thought-provoking from early August. Okay, here's another good one by Danielle Miller. And uh, apparently she works at Fine Line Printing Group in Indiana. They're not supporters of WDMA, though they probably should be. Um, why your brain prefers direct mail. Uh, one reason is that you're bombarded with emails, texts, and notifications from various sources. Um, you ever wonder why direct mail is still around? It's a good question. There's neuroscience, as we've covered on this show many times. When you receive a physical piece of mail, your brain in, undergoes a cognitive process called haptic per, perception, which means touch. Okay? And your brain, uh, Danielle doesn't mention that your brain has 10 times the, the haptic receptors that it does to vision receptors. So it engages. Also, um, there's a process, psych, a psychological process that engages that also isn't mentioned, which is that when someone sees themselves in, you know, with a new toy or a new uh, piece of jewelry or something, that they then feel feel a pain of loss if they don't buy it, if they don't act, and that uh, that's why they have you try on the rings or the jewelry at the jewel at the good jewelry stores, and also in in the Virgin Islands, for example, give you uh, give you rum or tequila in uh, Isla Mujeres or wherever you're going. <laughs> Invite you in, try on this, try on that, anything you want, you know. It's because then you feel a sense of loss as you walk out the door, that you're really missing out on something, or test drive a car or whatever, or sit in a Bentley that I did once, and woo that did that was that was something. For some reason, that was something. Okay, so anyway... Direct mail engages that sense, you know, a little bit, but much more, ten times more than than uh, than just seeing an ad on digital, okay? And um, oh, and Thursday, Minnetonka, 6 p.m., Jimmy's Kitchen. <laughs> I said that before, but we'll say it again. So if you're up in the Twin Cities, you want to come visit, and we'll talk about these things. You can. Watch a few shows. Listen on podcasts as you fight the traffic across town. Um, direct mail re requires 21% less cognitive effort to process than digital media. So not only is it engaging more of your brain, but it also is easier to engage. Partly because we're used to putting physical objects in a in a sort of 3D environment. And we can remember things spatially. That part of our memory is spatial, and so direct mail has that spatial component, whereas digital is just that flat screen, and no matter what you do, it's there. Now, maybe it, when VR comes and gets gets more popular, but I hate to think there'll ever come a day when I'll sit with a pair of goggles. Just I've tried. I did some VR with uh, with you know air flight simulators. I flew a fighter jet, and I took it off. And I've done those before, so I knew what I was doing. And this one had a joystick, and I rocked it to the side and did some quick barrel rolls. And, man, I was about ready to throw up in about 10 seconds, which is weird because I'm not. there was not even motion, right? If you were in a fighter jet and you tried to do that, you I could see it. But just seeing it, there is engagement in those things. There's bigger engagement. But I just, you know, it was a spooky 
it was a spooky feel as you moved your head that things moved around you and you weren't moving. So it was, it really, it's a, it's an uncomfortable feeling to me. Um, very, very uncomfortable. So participants who received direct mail spent 39% more time looking at it compared to email. Yeah, I don't even, did you know that my, I, I've, I've tried this where, where, you know, with my own emails from WDMA, I've tried just marking them as red, not opening them, and yet it increases by one the number of opens on my email, on my statistics for email, which means that I'm telling the world that I'm opening their email, but I'm not. I'm just marking it as red. I mark it in bulk as red. I'm, I, I mark thousands at a time in Gmail. You just do is colon unread, and it brings them all up. You select them all, and you hit the button, and it does it all at once. If you don't know that, you can't. So there's a Canada Post study that I wasn't able to get at, but uh, it was summarized on the company that did the study, True Impact, and it said that direct mail is easier to understand, more measurable than digital media, uh, requires 21% less cognitive effort to process, and elicits a much higher brand recall. I think that's really true. I can remember the, the mail that I get. I can't remember digital, you know. I'm sure I've seen many digital ads already today. I remember Leon, the, the lizard, but I don't remember, you know, I, I know because when I bring up articles, a lot of times they'll have borders and things that are, that are advertising or embedded ads, and I just don't, I can't remember one that I've seen this so far today. So anyway, this is well worth knowing. The only the other thing that was left out, it talks about design, the importance of design. It talks about the importance of personalization. And, of course, uh, at first it mentions that if it's just addressed to us rather than occupant, that that will trigger more uh, likelihood of engagement. I believe that that's true. But it says that the more personalized the message, the more likely the recipient is to engage with it. I don't agree. Um, you know, if, if you said, John, here's your sweepstakes entry, John, we want you, Mr. Miglosh, to fill it out. Uh, but if you click this QR, you will go to our website, John, and it will have your name and information filled in, John Miglosh, because we know who you are. That would creep me out beyond words, right? <laughs> so there's a there's a balance there somewhere. And uh there's there's always this circular reasoning that says that you know they studies get run all the time saying that yeah I'm more interested in something that matches my interest it's tautological yeah the trouble is we can't guess your interests not really somewhat you know if you subscribe to a fishing club or a fishing magazine we could rent the list and make it you know about fishing <laughs> Or where we have a fishing offer, that'll get you a certain distance, but that's about as far as we can get. Uh, contextual personalization is about as good as we can do, and that's about the same as digital when they're not using third-party cookies, which are basically proven ineffective, largely ineffective. Although it seems like their effectiveness has even gone down now that they're missing. So a lot to think about. Like, repost. It's just as easy to hit repost as like, but for some reason it counts for 20 more 
uh, points for LinkedIn. Have a great day. Bye-bye.